Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Released, I think, later this week. Uh, uh, Black 9-11, first published in 2012. Reached as high as number 13 or 14 at uh, <clears throat> Amazon in their terrorism uh, category. And I hope that the second edition, uh, which has been much updated and expanded, is going to do even better. I'm very excited. Now, uh, why did you decide to write this book? Well, this book was a continuation of my first book about 9-11, which was called the... uh, um, uh, It was about the uh, command and control plane that circled over Washington, uh, the vanishing of America, you know, the mystery plane book. Uh, there were two E-4Bs that were uh, in the sky over Washington, D.C. at the time of the uh, 9-11 attacks. Were you aware of this? Yes, yes I was, but go ahead and explain it to the uh, the folks that hadn't heard about this. Yes, the 9-11 mystery plane uh, came out in uh, 2008. When I had access to uh, through another researcher to the 9-11 radar data that was released in 2007. I posted an article on this about this uh, online in uh, the summer of 2007, and we prompted a CNN to actually come forth and uh, release the footage that they had been sitting on for six years uh, since the attack. It never showed to the public, never aired on TV. Uh, this had been completely glossed over, and uh, so we pried that loose. And uh, now there's no question that these planes were in the air over Washington. And uh, the government continues to deny that that is the case, denies that they were there. We don't know what they were doing there, but it's a part of the story. It's just symptomatic of the whole issue of 9-11, how we've been fed a false narrative about these events. And we need what we need is the truth to move forward as a country. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast talking Black 9-11, money, motive, and technology. Uh this this book is incredibly well written. Tell me about the writing process. Well, uh, as I said, the, the the second book continued the research that I had begun with the first book because there were so many loose ends, you know, and and I opened up uh, so many leads that I was not able to follow up in the first book. So the second book goes into the uh, financial uh, uh, crimes, corruption. Uh, offers and also offers a breakthrough analysis about the fate of United Flight 93. That was the fourth hijacked plane that went down near Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And that's going to be in the book, a breakthrough analysis about what happened to that plane. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live. Now, um, this uh, this book, like I said, incredibly well written, um, put together very easily. Um, t- tell me a little bit about some of the, the big details in the book so people can uh, find it when they go pick it up. Well, James, uh, let me ask you a question. Did you Have you had a chance to look at Black 9-11? No, I have not. They, they, that, that no one sent me a copy, so we're going off of the press release. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I guess it has not been uh, actually released yet, but it's, it's a matter of days. 
if you give me after the show, you give me an address, I'll make sure you get a copy. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, Mark Gaffney with us today, environmentalist, peace activist, researcher, author of the 9-11 Mystery Plane and the Vanishing America. He also has the first tree of the day. And uh, talking today, Black 9-11, money, motive, and technology. The uh, weeks following the attacks of September 11th, 2001, were traumatic for nearly every American. But for some, the answers received from the media and the government to explain the horrific events were not satisfactory. Why was that? Uh, my friend. Well, I believe that 9-11 attacks were a false flag event. Uh, there was a staged uh, uh, terrorist attack to, to uh, provide a pretext to ratchet up the U.S. war machine uh, and uh, in the Middle East and elsewhere around the world. And we have been at war uh, continuously ever since. And now it's gotten to the point where we're, uh, we're really on the brink of a nuclear uh, confrontation with Russia we have these ABM and radar sites right on the Russian border now uh, that uh, supposedly defending Europe against a, uh, a missile attack from Iran, which is totally absurd. Uh, it's just a blatant lie. And uh, those, that site there, those sites on the Russian border are not for defense. They, can only, they only make sense as a part of a U.S. offensive capability. So we have come to this point where we're really on the brink now. And this, this started in 2001 and 9-11 attacks, which was a kind of pivotal event. You know, that's why it's so important, and that's why uh, I researched it, because you cannot understand what's happening in the world today uh, without understanding 9-11. We've got a uh, fantastic, fantastic guest with us today here in our broadcast, Black 9-11, money, motive, and technology. Tell me a little bit about the motives, uh, in, in, in your opinion, and some of your research uh, behind 9-11. Well, I just, I just touched on that. I believe it was a, uh, a false flag event which was uh, intended to um, generate support here in the United States among the American people for a much expanded military presence worldwide and for a much more aggressive uh, foreign policy in the Middle East and elsewhere. This was, uh, you know, given to us by the neoconservatives who basically yes. took power in this country in 2001. Now, uh, the money behind this, um, where, 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 where do you think that came from, my friend? Well, that's a big question. That's a big issue. Uh, my second edition is going to have a much uh, a thoroughly uh, updated uh, discussion of the evidence for insider trading that happened in the days prior to 9/11. And uh, I believe this was just the tip of the iceberg. But uh, the um, there's no question that there. Uh, the, the put options and call options on some of these corporations, for example, United uh, Airlines and American Airlines, uh, people had inside knowledge that these attacks were going to take place, and they, they just couldn't help themselves, and they took advantage of that insider knowledge to make an estimated $30 million, uh, which was actually paid out. This money was paid out. These people walked away with the, with the winnings. The Securities and Exchange Commission had the paper trail, they knew who these people were, and they just buried the truth. Now, uh, 
I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Uh, why, why, why should anyone care about anything having to do with 9-11, even though it took place years ago? Well, you know, people say uh, that's the past. Uh, you got to move on. Uh, don't dwell on the past, etc. But that is false logic, because as I just said a few moments ago, we are now in the throes of events. We are, you know, we have lost civil liberties. We have seen our country taken over by a neoconservative uh, agenda uh, bent on basically world domination. And yes. is leading us to, to the nuclear brink uh, because these people are psychopaths. And if we're going to get our country back, we're going to have to understand how all this happened so we can take correct action, so we know what actions to take. We've got a, a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on the broadcast. Mark Gaffney has the book Black 9-11, Money, Motive, and Technology. He joins us live here on our radio program for today. Now, uh, that th- there is a lot going on with this uh, concerning the presidential election. I know that uh, Donald Trump has come out fairly recently and, and, and wanted the... Uh, the, the, the pages that were uh, deleted from the 9-11 report released. Um, I know that uh, he, he's toured the 9-11 museum on several occasions. He's, he's talked about how things just don't add up. And uh, because of that, uh, the NWO and the elitists, well, whatever you want to call them, uh, they are going bonkos and doing all they can to make sure that he does not come anywhere near uh, being president, um, how are how how is your book and some of the other books and some of the movies and things out there um, helping to kind of keep that narrative alive about nine eleven? Well, I should mention to you that I have not had any. There have been no reviews of my book in any of the mainstream newspapers or art, uh, magazines. It's it's solely been word of mouth and uh, the internet. You know that has. Uh, uh, kept the interest alive in the book and my research. Yeah. So we don't have access to the mainstream media, you know. It's completely controlled uh, corporate media. So it's really uh, just a grassroots effort uh, that has, you know, that has kept uh, my book uh, uh, current. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone, Mark Gavney. And uh, Black 9-11 is his book. It is an amazing, amazing read. That There, there, there is a, a lot of details in here, a lot of research. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about where, where you developed some of the research and where you, 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 uh, some, of, some of the time you put into the book and, and things like that. Well, I was not satisfied simply to review what other researchers did. I, I did my own research, and I, uh, I believe we have to hold, we have to name names. I mean, that's what my book does. It names names, uh, and I won't, be, I won't rest until the men responsible for this horrendous crime are, are held accountable and put in prison where they belong so they can do no more damage to our country and the planet. We are in a very dire uh, situation right now uh, on our planet. I was just reading where the uh, the Arctic ice is now <laughs> at a the lowest point it's been in what 10,000 years or more, and uh, we're looking at very serious uh, environmental consequences. Uh, uh, scientists are now talking about the possibility of a a methane burp, a 50 gigaton methane burp, 
that could just that alone could set in motion a runaway greenhouse effect because we have so much frozen methane under the Arctic Ocean, which is a shallow ocean, and it's now warming up because there's no ice. And this warming will, is causing the release of this methane up there, and it's extremely dangerous. So we don't have a lot of time. We have to uh, bring about political change very quickly, and in order to, to get where we need to be, we have to clear away this, these neoconservative psychopaths that have taken control of our country. Now, how exactly do we do that with with with, with them pretty much dominating everything uh, you, you see around the globe? I know it's not easy. It's a, it's a it's a forbidding prospect, but I do believe that truth can prevail. You know, we have to believe that. And I have been calling for a grand jury investigation uh, uh, to to begin a process of truth telling in our country. Uh, a grand jury armed with subpoena authority to begin asking the key questions about 9-11. You know, I don't believe it would take very long. I mean, if you start asking the right questions, which the media, of course, never does, uh, it doesn't take long before you explode the official story and you get down to the, uh, the dark truths about what really was going on. Uh, for example, the, the, uh, the implosion of... World Trade Center 7, which was, uh, you know, uh, demolished in plain sight uh, at 520 on the after, in the afternoon of 9-11. I mean, you know, there were cameras, videos watching this thing, caught it on tape. This was a controlled demolition, obvious controlled demolition. So, I mean, you don't have to pursue this very far before you just explode the entire official narrative. Well, and and that too. That that's something I want to bring up with you. Um, there there was a lot of uh, of of moving parts and a lot of moving pieces here that uh, that 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 a lot of folks, if 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 they really pay attention, they they missed out on. Um, for instance, you bring up their building seven. Um, nobody talks about this, and you're you're right. They've kept it off. They've kept it out of the. Uh the airwaves kept the, because the yeah. corporate media, you know, has just kept it off the uh, uh, television. Well, the the thing that I'm trying to figure out is, you know, with with, with the situation that it was basically controlled demolition. Um, did did somebody just not get the memo? That we were that all the everything was supposed to come down at one time. How exactly did that, basically, as you were saying, in plain sight, take place? Well. Uh, obviously, the building had been wired for demolition uh, before, and uh, I, I agree with you that something went wrong, and uh, it didn't come down when it when they wanted it to, so they had to drop it in, you know, in plain sight. But uh, I believe that this was such a complex uh, uh, operation, this 9/11 event, that uh, you know they didn't pull it off cleanly. There were mistakes. They made mistakes. Building seven was one. I believe that Flight 93 was another one, you know. It was uh, flying all over the countryside there for, for quite a while before it actually came down. And I believe that, well, you know, I, there's a whole chapter in my book devoted to this, so we don't have time to go into it here. But I believe that uh, that plane was also uh, taken down. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Over, and, over, you know, over the last. Those people on the board. Over, over the last um, several 
several years. It has, uh, I, I, I believe it was like four or five years ago, I was reading uh, a newspaper column or, or seeing something on TV about one of the pilots who uh, had come out and, and they, they, they had cancer or something and they, they were getting ready to die, so it wasn't going wasn't gonna to matter to them anyway. And they said that uh, the, the plane you know, had gone off course and it was it was headed towards the white house and they were there was there was two planes that were sent up to follow it and they were told you know we're going to give one of you guys the the deal and you're going to have to shoot this plane down and they waited until it was over a field and they shot it down and and i remember right around the time that 9-11 took place and this whole thing took place there was this narrative that was put out there that oh you know these the, the, these these people on the plane they, they did the let's roll thing and they were all you know taking that they were gonna band together and all this when realistically none of that happened um, well, it was we, yeah, it was, we it shot the plane down, and that was it. <laughs> you know, this uh, they did movies about it. There were books out. It was yes. Cult, uh, had, <laughs> yes. That, uh, that Let's Roll became a national anthem. Yes. Used to build up support for the attack on Iraq. You know. Yes, and 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 at the end of it, it basically just became a bunch of BS because one of these pilots finally came out and said, "Hey, you know." I have I have had to live with this, you know, most of my life and we got up there and they told us, "Hey, you know, one of you two is going to take the shot and you're not going to know till it happens." And they got him over a field and they said, "Okay, do it." And they they blew the plane down and that's that's the thing that I also want to get to on this. Uh, why do you think over the years now it's gotten to the point for instance, fairly recently, I believe it was about six months ago, uh, maybe it was even before the summer, um, where now they're starting to finally admit that Saudi Arabia had a huge part in 9-11, and they've basically slowly but surely come out and said, okay, yeah, they they trained the guys, they put them on the planes, they they did all these things. Is it because Saudi Arabia doesn't have any power anymore? Is is, is that what's going on with the fact that, you know, oil production, people are being able to make their own their own oil essentially and we've got electric cars and all these things. So we don't have to really protect Saudi Arabia. Is is that what's going on these days? Well, it's a complicated uh, issue. I believe this uh, this interest now in the media uh, about the 28 pages. Yes. And by the way, that was not the 9-11 Commission report. That was the, the Joint Inquiry Report, which was in 2002. The uh, yes. 9-11 Commission report did not come out until 2004. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think this is a limited hangout. I believe this is... Uh, a, 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 a diversion. I believe it's just another attempt to um, prop up the official story. Uh, you know, I don't. In other words, I don't think Saudi Arabia was behind 9/11. Yeah. I think that there may have been a few of the princes may have been involved with Al Qaeda, and you know, uh, there were three or four of these Saudi princes that were that were uh, assassinated uh, when. Um, after the testimony of one of the, um, I'm trying to think of his name, uh, one of the detainees implicated them, uh, and, uh, 
you know, they just disappeared. Uh, the Saudi monarchy yeah. just liquidated some of these princes that had been involved with al-Qaeda because it was politically uh, just a keg of dynamite for them. <laughs> now, Saudi Arabia had everything to lose, nothing to gain by involving through inv any involvement in 9-11. I, I, I believe that it, it, in that case, it was probably just a few rogue princes who may have been financing al-Qaeda. I don't think it was the policy of the monarchy to uh, have any involvement there. Um, I actually think the Israelis had a much more powerful uh, motive for, for their involvement, and I've written a couple articles uh, in, the, in recent months about uh, possible Israeli involvement. Okay, uh, that 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 is very interesting. Give us give us a little bit of, of your thoughts on that because I know that there's a lot of folks that that have that have keep pointing to Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia. Uh, explain to us the Israel connection. Well, the only country that benefited from 9/11 was Israel, and we have Benjamin Netanyahu acknowledging this on more than one occasion, uh, you know, openly, and um, <clears throat> it's. Uh, Israel is kind of is in a special uh, category. I mean, you know, it's a special U.S. ally, uh, and yet the Israelis have a long history of targeting Americans. So this goes all the way back to the 1950s um, to uh, an affair called the Levon Affair, which was a, an attempt to drive a wedge between Washington and the new Egyptian president, Nasser, the Israelis wanted to get rid of Nasser, and they set, uh, hatched a plot in Cairo to bomb uh, and kill Americans and make it look like it was the Egyptians who did it. And the yeah. only reason we know about this uh, affair is because it failed, and, um, you know, it came out. Caused a huge, this caused a huge uh, brouhaha in Israel for uh, Israeli uh, Prime Minister uh, of Ben Gurion, and it in the end caused him to force his retirement. But it, Americans don't know about it. It's never even been reported in the United States by our media. Yeah. And then there was another event that happened, and you know the Israelis kept going after Nasser. You know the 1967 war, uh, for example, and the 1956 uh, Sinai war. Uh, and in '67, they finally uh, uh, they they won a huge victory, you know, in the Six-Day six War, uh, and um, at that time they attacked a U.S. Uh, intelligence ship, the USS Liberty, which was just off the coast of uh, Gaza there on patrol, and killed, murdered 34 U.S. sailors and attempted to sink that ship and set it, send it to the bottom, I believe as a part of a... Uh, Another attempt to uh, a false flag event to create a pretext for uh, to escalate that six-day war even further and take out Nasser. This is a long story, and we really yes. don't have time to go into the details, you know. But it is it it is interesting insight from our guest today, Black Nine Eleven Money, Motive, and Technology, Mark Gaffney, with us today here on our broadcast, and uh, he joins us live talking about uh, this incredible, incredible book. And uh, you mentioned that there's a second edition coming. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's what's in the second edition that wasn't in the in the first edition. Good question, James. Uh, yes, the second edition will. Uh, feature a thoroughly updated presentation of the evidence for insider trading, 
in the days before 9-11. Uh, it will feature a, a, a breakthrough analysis about Flight 93, uh, United Flight 93, the plane that went down uh, yep. north of Shanksville, and that was not in the first edition. Uh, and it will feature a couple of new chapters, uh, one of which will discuss the the National Reconnaissance Office uh, drill and shutdown that morning of 9-11, and will discuss my pending appeal to the National Security Agency for the release of infrared satellite data. And if that is released, if I win that appeal, it will confirm my uh that my analysis of Flight 93 is correct. We've got that a... That is now pending. Well, I'll tell you, you've you you, you you've got some, uh, some good stuff in the book. I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the broadcast. Before we let you go, is there a website or social media or anything we can point people to? I would just encourage people to Google my name, Mark H. Gaffney. They'll find out. And that's uh, middle initial H is in Howard. Okay. And uh, Gaffney is G A double F is in Frank N E Y. And just Google my name. They'll find out more than they wanted to know about this. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you making time. Thanks for coming on the program today. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. Mark Gaffney with us today. Black 9 11, money, motive, technology. That's the latest from him. We've got more coming up. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.